Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, and welcome to another edition of The Savage Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Alfonso Todd, and today I have an awesome guest. Uh, she is an author. She is a publisher with her own publishing house, and she is very much into the community when it comes to people and just basically getting involved. Um, I've known her for a while now, and she is just a delight to know. Her name is Miss Bathsheba Monk. Hey, Bathsheba, how you doing? Hi, Alfonso. Thanks for having me. No, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you. Uh, first of all, uh, just to let people know, uh, you've been doing a lot of great things in the Valley for a while now. Um, and before we get into your, your publishing company, I wanted to take people back, just in case they didn't know your history. Uh, what inspired you to get involved in the world of... Um, authorship or becoming an author? Well, I think like a lot of people, I, you know, I always wanted to write. And, um, and then I got, I got a lucky break in, um, 2006 and, uh, I got two novels published with a big New York city publishing company. And, um, when, uh, when that, when they came out, you know, I got a lot of reviews and I got a lot of I got a lot of exposure because of that. And when the second one came out in 2011, I was, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to do something because I mean, after you've written two novels, you're kind of empty after mm. <laughs> more experiences. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to sort of teach people, uh, you know, what I knew about the business and about writing. And so I, I, I sponsored a, uh, I hosted and produced actually a, a memoir writing conference at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem. And they partnered with me. And what came out of that was a lot of people had a lot of a lot of really good stories to tell, and um, so I was doing like I wanted to do an ebook at the end of that conference, and one of the participants said, "I don't want to give you anything because I'm writing a book." And so I waited, you know, I forgot, I actually forgot about him for another year. And then after a year, he, he came to me with a manuscript, and it was about working in the steel mills when they were still open. And I was blown away. And um, I said, well, I could do it. You know, he said, I want you to publish me. And I said, well, I'm not really a publisher. <laughs> mm. He said, well, I want you to publish it. And and, um, and he said, and it has to be in paper. It can't be just ebook because my, my readers are over 60 and they probably won't read things online. And so he sort of forced me into the business. <laughs> my will. Okay. <laughs> That's okay, though. That's okay. <laughs> It's okay. However, mm -hmm. it happens, and uh, and it's been a ride ever since then. I've been getting great quality uh, memoirs and some fiction. I could, I would like some more fiction, actually. If anybody is writing fiction out there, and uh, and the people's stories are just like really fabulous. So that's what we've been doing. And now you know, and you know, just to say with the uh, the steel mill. Because, you know, I mean, it, does it seem like that there's a lot more historical? Is that the new genre now that everyone's reading? Everyone likes historical, historical, historical? Well, this is, kind of, I mean, when you think about it, this this person, Larry Neff, is his name. He wrote Rigger about being a rigger at the steel. I mean, he was working there since 1970, so it's historical. Mm -hmm, of course, so. of course. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, but as far as, like, the trends when it comes to books, what have you been seeing recently well I've been, actually i've been seeing a lot of memoirs people you know especially this past year with covid everybody's in lockdown mm -hmm. and i've been getting so many inquiries because people are um they're like 
they want to tell their story and now some of them have time on their hands mm. and so so they're they're getting re- you know they're getting introspective and they're they're trying to get it out sometimes they need help you know with that part of it or sometimes they already have it written but um i've really been seeing a lot of that like what like what's really people are asking themselves now like what's meaningful in my life mm. what do i really want to be doing you know if if you know god forbid i do get sick what will my life have been like? Would I have done everything I wanted to do? So people are really, I think, thinking about their lives in those terms now. And so memoirs are huge. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Now, I was thinking, because, you know, I mean, especially with COVID, it does, I guess people have been coming, have been becoming more introspective and retrospective. Um, because, you know, when when you think about life and how... You know, unfortunately, this COVID has come. It, it's it's definitely put some sort of thoughts on a lot of people's minds. Uh, and like you said, when you have time on your hands, I guess it, I would you would think that it, it's very healthy to write down your thoughts and things of that nature. Correct? Oh yeah, definitely. I think everyone should journal for one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just because you know when when you're sitting down and you're looking at things, they change. You know, if you're if you're going to write about things that happened to you when you were a kid, your perspective is now changed by 30, 40, 50, whatever years have passed since then. And so your perspective has changed. You've grown. But if you're like a kid, maybe say you're 10 years old and, and you're just writing down what's happening to you, your perspective is a lot different. And it's to me, it's very valuable to know how you felt in the moment, you know, before you started revising things, which which I have nothing against because I think in a lot a lot of times if, if something bad happens to you or bad things are happening to you, it's good to know how you felt in the moment. But it's also healthy, I think, to go back and say, well, you know, but that opened another door to me. Maybe this bad thing happened, but then it opened a door for me to do something else. So I think both are valuable, you know, keeping the journal and then going back later and looking at them and, and, and re revisiting your experiences. Mm, And I I agree with you. I definitely agree with you on that. Now, let's come up a little bit more. So here you are. You are now a book publisher. You've created your publishing (laughs) company, Blue Heron Uh Bookworks. Tell us about that. Well, Blue Heron Bookworks, we specialize in, like I said, memoirs and in and it's, I, I was looking for a serial fiction at first, but now I'm open to individual books, you know, any novels or short story collections that people have. And um, and what we're doing is I'm trying to get interest now in, you know, for television producers and and um, movie uh, producers to, to, to look at my products, look at all of, you know, the, all of the properties that I have as dramatic uh, properties. And so now we're starting to get some interest. Uh, actually, one of my properties has been optioned for a feature film, which is great news awesome. for everybody. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very happy about that. And uh, somebody else uh, is interested. Another producer is interested in one of my my authors uh, doing a documentary on their life. So this is all, you know, interesting stuff. And I mean, that's really what the future is. I mean, a book is great and it gives you credibility, especially if you're looking to jump off and to do other things, you know, which which some of my authors are, some are not. They just want to make sense of their lives. But um, a lot of them want to go on and do other things, you know, as performers or entrepreneurs or something. And a book gives you credibility to do that. 
And so having somebody interested in the, like the visual or the audio dramatic rights is another step in getting your story out there. So that's one thing that we're really working really hard on doing now. Um, the we, Two other things that we're branching off into now is we just, we just assigned a, a young man who's working in the music industry, and he's written a book about how to how to prosper and how to be a success in the digital age. Oh, okay. Music. Okay. And this is, yeah, this is a fabulous book. And, um, you know, I'm not a musician, so before we accepted it and our editor-in-chief accepted it, we... You know, we we said we said that we we threw it by some professional musicians. They said, "My God, this is what we need right now." Mm. So, so this is we're really excited about this. I mean, this is a new direction for us, and uh, soon uh, we're going to launch because we already have the product. We just have to get it together. Um, a wellness uh, imprint. Hmm. So books that focus on all you know alternative care, complementary care, um, things like. You know, in that vein, mm-hmm. we're going to call it Heron House uh, Publishing. So that's a lot of exciting things that are happening. <laughs> no, no, I, I like it. I mean, it, it seems like you're definitely experiencing growth and, like you said, a, a variety or a diverse um, type of products coming out. Uh, do you think right. that, I guess, you know, and, and I, am I right when I say diverse? Is it a variety or diverse type of books or writings coming towards you? Yes, I mean, because really, you know, and this is this is really like the the niche that I think that that we're filling in in a market is that a lot of people's stories um, they're not necessarily mainstream stories. They're people who who do live on the fringe. Hmm. Whose stories are not whose stories are not acknowledged by by. Uh, by the mainstream New York publishing world, you know they have one way of looking at the world, and and frankly, you know if you're a diverse person, if you're either a woman, a person of color, or a LGBT person, or or anything that's not considered mainstream, like that, you know they have a certain way of looking at your experience, and I think what I'm providing is really a way for people with those other experiences to express their authentic story. Mm. And I don't think, I don't, yeah, the gay, you know, the regular gatekeepers, you, you won't get that with them because they're looking at it a certain way, which mm. is normal and natural. But, but I think that's what, that's really the service that I'm providing. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, you're given a platform that may not be there for, like you said, those who may uh, not be whatever's trending. Cause I'm thinking the bigger, publishing they're looking for the trends they're looking for okay it seems like everybody's reading this let's get that when you know whereas you know if the other people are maybe not part of that you open you you know you welcome them with open arms which like you said is very much needed nowadays um right it's a big country no you're right it is (laughs) we have a lot of different people here with a lot of different thoughts and 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 yeah and yeah i mean really that's awesome what uh yeah your history that i mean now you have to decide uh you know what is a you know what is a feasible book or feasible topic and what's not a feasible topic how do you make that decision because i'm sure you know you get a lot of manuscripts and you know you're not just taking anything and everything i mean but uh, you know what you know how do you know is there something that you look at or how what's the thought process in your mind when someone says hey i've got the greatest book in the world here here read it i know it'll be great 
I mean, what, what, what is it? I mean, have, do you have to tell people, well, you know, it's all right, but, or do you say, well, you know what, it's just your idea. I'm happy to publish it. You know, I mean, how, what's the difference between, you know, is that, is that a, a thing right there? Well, this is, you know, to be honest with you, every, every book that we publish, I consider an advertisement for our company, for the quality. And so somebody may have like a great story. They may have a, a really um, interesting experience or background or something, but maybe they can't tell a story. Mm. And, and then, and then our job, because we do, outside of the publishing, I mean, we do provide services like ghostwriting and coaching, writing coaching and editorial services. And so, you know, we'll say, you have to go through this because your story as it is won't make you look good and it won't make us, us look good. Mm. So, mm. so then that's when, you know, we help them develop their story. We help them bring it to life and, you know, we want to be proud and we want them to be proud too, because a lot of people, you know, if they'll like to self publish, they won't go through the editing process with a professional editor and it shows and nobody will read the book. Your friends will buy it, but you know, mm-hmm. nobody, your friends and family, and they'll read a couple pages and because it's not edited, it's not compelling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they'll put it down and they'll think, and you won't go any further. Whereas a well-written story, if it's professionally produced, you know people get interested in it, and and then you've done yourself a service, and you've done us a service too. So, so yeah. So a lot of people do have, they have these good stories, and some people they just have maybe an idea. Right. <laughs> right. And and that's when ghostwriting comes in. You I know, got you. Yes. several several clients that we've helped we've helped them tell their stories and. And I mean, they're really telling their story. We're just shaping it, really. Mm. You know, so that's awesome. That, and, and and that's and that's um, something that a lot of people don't think about because I guess most people, when they think of publishing, they're like, "Hey, here's my book, and you know, you flip it over, do your magic, and then make it happen." And then, hey, New York Times, and I'm a millionaire. Right. <laughs> that's like, that's, that doesn't quite work like that. Doesn't quite. If, if, I, I guess people don't realize the amount of time and effort and energy that goes into the book industry, you know, you know, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, now, so if you're, if you want to go, like we're a very small, well, almost a boutique hybrid publisher, but if you want to go to like one of the big four, there's only four big publishers now in the United States, which is kind of awful anyway, when you think about it, you know, mm-hmm. but you have to go through an agent and then an agent has to sell it to uh an editor at one of these big houses, and then the editor has to sell it to their whole, uh, their whole board or staff or whoever they have to present it to. So it has to go through a lot of gates to get where it's going. But you can't even approach an, an agent now unless it's professionally edited. That used to be their job to help you edit your book, but they don't have time for that anymore. Mm. So, so you have to go. You have to go through that whatever if you're serious about getting your book published and your idea into some kind of shape you still have to go you have to go through that whole process the other thing is a lot of people and and you're right they think well they'll give it they'll give it to us and we do our magic and all of a sudden they're on oprah well <laughs> you know and the, and then to your times the sellers but you know the fact of the matter is that all of the people land on the bestseller list because their publisher or they or the author themselves buys their books in advance of release. 
And that's what forces the numbers up on Amazon or on, on the New York Times or on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list or any of the, the People magazine. All of these books have been pre-purchased by either the author or, uh, or the publisher. And that's what forces the numbers up. I mean, it's, it's that simple. And, but this is costing, I mean, this costs a lot of money to do. So it's an investment. It's actually, so, so, so it's not just, you're not playing a game. You're literally investing because even though you're kind of like giving yourself a head start, you still have to have the public. They have to want to buy it <laughs> or you still end up with just a bunch of your right. books. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, what, I guess what they do is they give them away or something, but, but really, cause uh, even when I first started in the business, I said, well, how did that person get to be number one? And the book just came out today. Mm. Right. Well, the, the fact the fact of the matter is that the publisher or they invested 50 to a hundred thousand dollars in their, in their books and they bought them. And that's how, and they have to know from whom to buy it. So it's kind of a complicated thing, but it's a business. You right. know? It's and, all business. Yes. Yes. Um, now I, I wanted to I, ask you something real quick. Um, you had mentioned how you also are taking it to the next level and you're actually uh, pushing or, you know, you, you've already got uh, movies, the, you know, television and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Now, now I know that, you know, things have changed in so many years. It used to be Hollywood. You know, they would, you know, you don't, you never knew who was back behind the scenes in Hollywood, MGM or whatever, who would say, hey, this is uh-huh. a good book. Let's make a movie out of it. But now you have in 2020, 2021, with the development of little mini studios like Netflix and Hulu and uh-huh. Crackle. I mean, they have their own little mini studios where they're making their own movies. And so now right. it's almost like you, does this, that means it's opening it up for you, if I'm not mistaken, because it's giving you more of an opportunity to now have multiple possibilities of one of these studios um right to, right to, there's to, definitely there's, mm-hmm. there's there's many more markets now to sell stuff for for money for mm-hmm. real money now we're talking and you know? and, and and you would but, think that well oh, I'm, I'm sorry i was gonna say do you think that uh because aren't they all looking for original content also well we can have that discussion another time <laughs> 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 maybe maybe not uh, you know? okay. but um <laughs> you know what i would suggest if anybody's interested in like promoting their own book or doing that thing is to, is to really get a YouTube channel and to start showing yourself doing dramatic things on YouTube and mm. building up your audience. Because the first thing that a producer does when, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm talking to a producer and say, well, you should really look at, you know, at, at Joe Smith's uh, stuff, they're on the computer on the other line Googling them, looking at their YouTube and see how many followers they have and what is the quality of like their interviews and their, um, any kind of dramatic things they have on there. So that's really where they get, what, that's really where you get your, your, your validity from now. Ah, so, so it's about the numbers. You got to have a following either way. You got to put in work before you, either way you got to put in, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. be putting in the work. So, okay. So it's not like yeah. a star is born. Oh, you know, she's just a small <laughs> little dude from a little small town. No, we don't know you. They don't know you. We can't make money with you. So, okay, next. So that's interesting. Right, right. That's yeah, interesting. they're thinking, well, how, many people, how many people are going to go to this movie if she only has three followers? Right, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and I guess that's, unfort- that's an unfortunate thing because I know you had mentioned about original. I think, because, you know, you see Hollywood or, you know, all these studios 
doing remakes and makes again and you know offshoots and something that's maybe a, a quick tur curvy turn on the same movie you, you know that's out there and you're wondering right. why are they staying in the same place but i guess because um it's i don't want to say guaranteed but people are familiar as long as people are familiar with it then they don't mind spending money to go see the movie or buying or not even going to the movies anymore but buying that movie online to see it, as long as there's some kind of familiarity with it, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right, exactly. So mm -hmm. either the story's already familiar, like A Star is Born, you know, five times we've seen that story already, mm -hmm. or they know one of the stars, and that's the other thing. You have to get, um, you, you hopefully you should get a star attached to it. Mm -hmm. And that's another, you know, everybody wants to see Bradley Cooper. Yes, you know? exactly, everybody you know, so you, maybe, you know? yeah, but yeah, exactly, that's true. Maybe, maybe that's your aunt's cousin's nephew's niece's, you know, sister they can just at least make 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 a platform or make a you know make a cameo appearance you know and and you know right, you can get exactly. in there yeah so you so you really so right now so the so the you would say that the um would you say that the book industry or publishing industry is now very intertwined with the movie industry i think it is because um like this is like another i'll give you another example one of our um one of our authors, the person, a person, a producer is, and filmmaker is interested in doing a story of this person's life. Now, the fact that they have a, and what, well, what that person has to do then, the producer, filmmaker, is he has to get money. Now, the way that they usually do it is they would get like a, what they call a, a sizzle stick, which is they have to have, um, you know, scenes already acted out with, with real actors and scenes and real cameramen and all this other stuff, and that costs a lot of money. Mm. So, so that people can get an idea of what this is going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have if you have a book, that's what they use instead. So that's the advantage of getting a book is that it it's, it might be a shorter a shorter trip to actually getting some money behind it to get it made. Hmm. Okay. That 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 makes a lot of sense. That's that's awesome. That's some, that's some good piece of advice that you just gave right there. The the sizzle, yeah, sizzle, okay. yeah, yeah, sizzle stick versus the book. A sizzle stick versus a book. Yeah, that yeah, that that's pretty good. No, that that's some awesome because you know there's a lot of people who honestly are trying. You know, that's never going to change. People are going to honestly always try. To, you know, when they're young to get into the industry the best way they know how. Um, yeah. And with these types of uh, situations and with the Internet, everybody, it's, it's almost like it's a level playing field now. You don't have to know somebody and, you know what I'm saying, and you don't have to have the best right. talent and everything. It's a level playing field. It's whoever can get the most popularity, who can get the most, like you said, likes and clicks. And, you know, with, and, you know that's why you yeah. have the reality yeah. show, the reality stars. And, uh, you know, you, you know, you have all of these people with the, you know, I mean. I mean, basically, if you can get in there, say the right thing, it doesn't even matter what you look like or whatever. You, If you can say the right thing at the right time and everybody can resonate all over the world with you, you're going to get something. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And if you can bring your audience with yes. you, that's what they're looking for, you know, because, you know, in a way, that's a sure thing, you know. Mm, so, it's true. Wow. Yeah. So I want to find out if people wanted to get in contact with you, uh, in regards to yeah. your book or maybe with uh, Blue Heron, how can they do so? Well, they can. there's a contact sheet on uh, the blueheronbookworks.com website, and they can contact me through there. Or bethshebamonk.com. I have a contact sheet on there, too, and they can get in touch with me. We're very good about answering quickly. 
Because we know how authors don't like to be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. And if and if they wanted to maybe look at some of, because you know, just to let our listeners know, you actually have some great looking books um, on your website. Uh, you you have like uh, I, I wanted to just talk about that in a, a few for a few minutes. Uh, you did kind of like like you said uh, mysteries, like uh, they were period pieces, if I'm not mistaken, correct? You mean me personally? Or? Yes, I, I, there were there were some books on your website that I remember you had taken some pictures of in period pieces as far as women. The oh, mysteries. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, right. So, besides the two literary novels that I had published, I did a series of mysteries, and I'm still kind of working on that, but, you know, I'm getting very busy right now. But mysteries, and I also write a young adult series under the name Maddie Wells. Mm, okay. So, and they, and they, can yeah, see, so, they, they can see examples of that on your website? Uh, yes, uh, yes, they are on the website. If they're not on there, they're on the Blue Heron website oh, okay. under Maddie Wells. They can see them there, but I, I think I stuck them on my website. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, it's awesome. No, no, I, I was just because You're I they, they look like questions, questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want people to see the, the, the I want people to see the greatness of your work because you you I mean you you have some great pieces of work there and uh and like I said I know oh, people who work with you they're just astounded by the things you've done for them through the publishing and it's it's totally um, amazing how things can change for you. Like you said, if you write your book and you utilize what you've written, you know, you, you gotta utilize it or right. it's just a book is a book. But if you do it and you do what you're supposed to do, it can definitely change a lot of things um, in your right. life. Yeah, which I think is, is an awesome thing. But Masiba, um, I wanna say thank you. Um, it's uh-huh. been an honor and a pleasure having you today. Um, I definitely would love to, uh, giving you an open door policy, meaning that if you have any new publishers or uh, new projects or anything that you would like the public to know about, please don't hesitate to give us a call. We'd love to have you back on. Oh, thank you, Alfonso. I will do that. It's been a pleasure talking to you. No problem. And to all of our listeners, you have been listening to The Savage Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Alfonso Todd. We'll talk to you soon. Be well.